Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Okay, everybody, you're all looking great, and we are looking forward to a tremendous hour. Today, we want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It's April 18th, 2022, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time, and this is the journey, and the journey is the time in the week when we are, when the Global Watch is having a discipleship hour. We are honored and privileged to have this part of the journey be a series of um, teachings about prophecy, and this is the third of can't remember how many, if it's seven or eight, with Shirley Momberg leading, and Shirley has her PhD in prophecy. I never even heard of such a thing, but I can see that she really earned it because she has given us so much incredible material to work over and to help us with, and we're all going to be changed at the end of this time, which is awesome, which is wonderful, which is what we want, because we're all pioneers, we're all prophetic. And uh, we're going to be sharpened during this time. Shirley, just want to pray a blessing over you. Father, we just thank you for Shirley. We bless her in the name of the Lord. We are just so thankful for her diligence, for her passion, for her perseverance in learning about, not only learning about and walking in the prophetic, but then learning how to teach it to others. And uh, so we just say, Shirley, we're declaring over you that God's favor surrounds you like a shield. And that every day you're walking in increased favor with God and with man. We just declare over you a continual spirit of wisdom and revelation that you might know him better. And we just say renewed strength. And, and last but not least, tremendous protection that the Lord would hide you in the shelter of his wings, that no harm would come to you, no destruction near your tent. That means no illnesses, no accidents, no injuries no crises that are going to pull you off track and uh, that you you have the mind of Christ, your mind is sharp. And we just declare that, that the best days of your life and your ministry are ahead of you and not behind you. We declare all those things in Jesus name. All God's people said, amen. We are going to open up with a, a little worship song. And actually I felt led to share one that came from our church today. I was really um, touched by it. Uh, I, I love the song, it's Living Hope, but I wanted to point out one of the worship leaders, I put it in the Global Watch signal group, the little black gal is, um, was adopted by a pastoral couple that, that run mission at 111. They were missionaries in Ethiopia for uh, 20 years, but they adopted this little black girl who was an AIDS baby, left to die. She is now completely healed, and she's a leader in our youth movement here. So yeah, I just not, want... She's not, she's not little anymore. She's not little she's anymore. An she's a, a beautiful young she's lady. An and yeah. I, I just want to... Uh, let's honor Jesus now, because I believe this prophetic movement is breaking open, healing into the nations. Uh, we're on that crest, and we're learning and equipping ourselves to carry this uh, forward. So here's an example of what I believe God, the greater works that are yet to come. 
Good morning, everybody. It is good afternoon. <laughs> good evening. It is really wonderful to be with you again. This is our third week. And I would just to share some slides with you. Let me do that. Thank you, Lord. Welcome to week three of our transitioning series. So, Father, we just thank you for this time, Lord. We ask that you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, a mind to understand, and a heart to believe. Lord, let no man get the glory today. It is yours and yours alone. And let the one who boasts, boast only in you, Lord, and what you have done. And we give thanks to you, Lord, for your love endures forever. Let's do a quick recap of week. The series is an excerpt from my doctoral dissertation titled Prophecy Matters, the importance of prophecy and hearing the voice of God in the world today. I am going to speak a little bit faster. I'll tell you why that I don't think there are any translators and I was speaking specifically slower because of translation, but I listened to the podcast and there are so many gaps. And so I am going to pick up the pace a little bit. The video will be available. So if you need to catch up on something, you can always go back to that. Next, in our journey of transitioning from prophecy received to prophecy fulfilled, we ask the question, how do we transition? We transition through activating, processing and stewarding a prophetic lifestyle. In the prophetic process, words initially act as blueprints. We dissect the prophetic word to understand what the Lord is saying and the next steps needed to move towards our destiny. James 1 to 2, 122 urges us to be doers of the word. Be intentional. When understanding that the prophetic is a journey, we avoid potential disappointment and discouragement. Personal prophecy comes with a call to rise up into the fullness of one's calling and destiny. We looked at 11 reasons that individuals, communities and churches could be unresponsive or indifferent to personal prophecy. These range from misunderstanding, unbelief, limited exposure, lack of revelation, being hurt, delays, disappointments, times of hiddenness and incubation, weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> the cost and wilderness seasons. For some, there is a discrepancy between the prophetic word and their reality. They aren't able to integrate it and bring their belief system into alignment. They start to feel the weight of potential and overwhelm can set in. Don't despise prophecy. Paul teaches in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 to 22. Susan, I did send the scriptures to you. I'm not sure if Fred does have those, but it's too big to put into the chat. Paul teaches in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 to 22. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil. Last week we discussed that there is an appropriate response to seeing the fulfillment of a prophetic word. We learned that our first C, consider, 
is the key step to properly discern revelation by weighing, judging, and testing the words. We flush anything that contradicts the written word, God's nature or his character. Your suggested preparation for week two was to find a recent prophetic personal word, then type or write it out, select a paragraph and pray about it. Your suggested assignment for week three was to take that prophetic word your own or the one I spoke over you last week and identify and select the words that fall into the required categories, which are identity words, promises, conditions or requirements, aka also known as instructions, timing or seasons and repetition. Method one in and of itself is enough. It reveals many treasures and blessings that one can pray into and ask God for more clarification. This week, we are still on the first trajectory, ownership, excellence, and stewardship. We are on an epic journey through the seven seas, and we look at the second sea, which represents the word categorize where we will identify, sort, and interpret revelation in the form of prophetic words. Here we answer the question, what does it mean? So many are excited about the prospect of receiving prophetic revelation from God. As glorious as it is to receive information from God, it is only the beginning of a process of stewarding a prophetic word. Once the prophetic word has been weighed and established as true words from God, the next step is to transcribe it. Transcribing is a necessary part of appropriately responding to personal prophecy. As Habakkuk 2.2 reveals, it is important to write down the revelation and make it plain. Writing the word clearly releases momentum in our lives. We then interpret the prophetic word accurately and apply wisdom starting with who God says we are in a prophetic word is essential the Bible God's written word primarily speaks to our corporate identity as sons and daughters but God's prophetic words to us speak to our individuality as sons and daughters and as new creations. Prophecy requires a threefold process that involves wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. There is great value when these three virtues work together in God's house. We read in Proverbs 24, three and four, through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Administrating prophecy involves three distinct things. Revelation, which is knowledge. Interpretation, which is understanding. And application, which is wisdom. So, in other words, first we must receive the revelation or the divine information. Second, we must interpret it accurately. Third, we apply wisdom. 
the revelation or the divine information is tested and weighed and has been established as true words from God. The interpretation answers the question, what does the revelation mean? And the application answers the questions, when and how will this come to pass? And what should I do? Application is the action that should be taken based on the interpretation of the divine information that was received. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says to pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Although it says to especially desire that we may prophesy, our hearts need to be in the right place. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 12 brings perspective on this. Even so, you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. So Paul is saying, hold on a moment. Yes, you are zealous for spiritual gifts and yes, desire, especially to prophesy. But now we must let it be for the edification of the church that we seek to excel and to be passionate about the things that build up and strengthen the entire church. Our motives are to be pure in the pursuit of the prophetic. It is not our gift. It is a gift to the body. It is not for us to be special or different because we can prophesy. It is not for our recognition, fame or glory. No man gets the glory, only God gets the glory. And when it comes to receiving divine information, prophecies arrive in different forms. Some are prophetic words, while others are mainly pictorial and visionary. The term revelation refers to the prophetic information that one receives from God. Holy Spirit can give us prophetic information in many different ways, including prophetic impressions, dreams, open visions, mental visions, God's audible voice, trances, experiences in the third heaven, and so on. Prophetic information about a person or situation does not automatically come with the wisdom or power to change that person, that country, or that situation. Sometimes when we bring revelation forward, others will have the insight and receive prayer strategies on the next steps or how to move forward. In Numbers 12, verse 6, 6 to 8, God told Aaron and Miriam that when he speaks prophetically, he usually does so by a dream or vision with symbolic or dark sayings. It reads as follows. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings. 
So they are symbolic and mysterious elements to visions, dreams and spoken words. Revelation often comes in bits and pieces and we need understanding from the Lord to make sense of the revelation. In 1 Corinthians 13:9, in the context of supernatural knowledge, Jesus often spoke in parables to hide the truth so that only those hungry for God would understand. He said in Matthew 13, 13, Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. The Holy Spirit often speaks to us prophetically in dreams and visions using parables. Those who are desperate to know God's heart will understand what he's saying. Receivers of prophecy need to learn how to understand prophetic words and work out what they mean in their daily lives. The interpretation of prophetic information refers to understanding it correctly. We must gain God's perspective on the revelatory information before it becomes most beneficial to us. Even with accurate revelation, it can easily be misinterpreted. We cannot mold a true revelation around the interpretation that we prefer. We need to have enough humility and patience to know when more understanding is needed before we proceed. And when it comes to the fulfillment of a prophecy, we encourage an attitude of open expectancy. In light of this, it's important for us to be cautious and not overly confident and dogmatic in giving or receiving of prophecy. Often we do not and are not supposed to fully understand the revelation until the circumstances unfold that actually bring its fulfillment. Prophetic words can be compared to find agreement. When the same thoughts and words appear in different prophecies, it helps us realize that they must surely be the word of the Lord because they are being confirmed in the mouth of several witnesses. The remaining step in the process of prophetic administration is application. The application refers to wisdom how to, how to apply the information that we recently interpreted. Even if there is a true prophetic revelation with an accurate interpretation, the significant process of administrating prophecy has just begun. It must be properly applied and therefore many different questions must be asked and answered. Who is supposed to hear it? Who is supposed to share it? Whom do we tell? The leaders? Only specific individuals? Intercessors? Or the whole church? How much of it is to be shared? 30% or 100%? When should it be shared? Why? What is the desired impact? What mindsets? Do we want to see change? What actions are necessary? The overarching question to consider in all these things is, what will bring about the maximum amount of edification related to the unity, purity, witness and growth of God's people?
<laughs> God seldom works on the timetable that we think he should. If we press for the application outside of God's timing, we find ourselves trying to step through a door that is not yet opened. Another aspect of application involves who should be told the revelation and interpretation and when they should be told. The question we must answer when we receive prophetic revelation is if it is to be spoken to the entire congregation or only to leadership. Either way, this is very important. This is very important. <laughs> Once you have released your word in accordance with the church or the organization or the ministry's protocols, let it go. Your job is done. They are now accountable before God with what they do with it. So many people get bent out of shape because they go to somebody, they're so excited, they have this word and they give it and then that person doesn't share it. And they're thinking, they get all bitter and, and, and frustrated. God, why are my, are my words falling to the ground? No, there is a timing and the person who has oversight of that meeting has got the wisdom of God and maybe what you've given them is confirmation to what they are doing or maybe it is not yet. Either way, your job is done. And about 90% of the revelation that we receive is personal. And we often need to pray through and process it fully, applying it in our own life before we release it. I learned this the hard way. Many of my contemporaries have learned this the hard way because we get a word, our hearts are burning. There's this fire. We've just got to release it. And through maturity and through practice and through time and patience from our leaders, we will learn when and how to release the words. There are several methods out there. And last week, we looked at the first method which is simple and easy for those who do not have much time today being week three your suggested assignment was to take that prophetic word your own or the one i spoke over you last week and identify and select the words that fall into those categories which are identity words promises conditions or requirements aka instructions timing or seasons, and repetition. The second method is more complex for those who have the time and want to go deeper, which we will look at now. So practically speaking, prophetic words generally fall into several categories. Now remember, those ones I've given you as assignment, those are listed first. So just keep that in mind as we look at that. So the very first category is identity. Prophecy reveals identity. This is what God says about you, how he sees you. How are you known and seen in heaven? Who does heaven say that you are? God sees us the way he made us and wants us to hear, believe and embrace that view. Prophetic words and specific scriptures enhance identity and pinpoint specific assignments 
in God's end time army. Number two, God's sovereign promises. Three, timing and seasons. Four, instructions, conditions, requirements, commands, mandates. Number five, destiny or purpose. These are words that speak of future ministry, career, family, school, and so on. These words are about God's plans for our life. Number six, words of conviction or correction. These are words God is speaking to adjust our course, behavior, and or attitude. And I need to say something now. If you have got a word of correction for somebody, think about how Jesus would deliver that word. It needs to be wrapped in hope and in dignity and in honor. We are not judges. We are not there to judge, accuse, blame, or anything else. We need to speak the truth, but in love. Amen. Number seven, words of wisdom. This is the strategy. This is quite exciting. Words of wisdom is the plan, approach, the tactic. These are words that give us a plan for what to do in a situation. Number eight, words of knowledge. This is a supernatural portrait of your past and or your present. There is no way these people could know this information about you. And very often God will speak that to get your, to get your attention. Sometimes it's like, why is that word even in there? It's to get our attention and that God is wanting you to know that he knows and that he sees you. Words of encouragement. This is a word that strengthens us for the season to come or our current season. For example, God is giving us the tools to start our business, including the finances. Number 10, words of exhortation. This is a word that exhorts us to take a step of faith or action. And 11, words of comfort. These are prophetic words that come to soothe. For example, the healing balm of the Lord is coming upon you to heal your broken heart. He is also healing your family in this season. And then I've just put something in that's called other. <laughs> We're not quite sure how this word fits. It could be a mixture of all these types or they are words that are just odd. But we feel like it is God and we have taken steps to judge the prophetic word. Now, the next step is to personalize these categories by using color to identify or highlight each individual category. So you can use a highlighter or use different font colors. This is what works for me. Please use what works for you. And then we were asked to select only the words that apply to the four categories. And you've already done this in your assignment. Let's take a look. Let's take the prophetic word that I released and we process that. So that is all. I've put destiny and purpose in here because in the prophetic word that I released, the destiny and purpose is actually quite powerful. Last week I released this prophetic word over you and you were asked to look through that or your own word and to highlight accordingly or to bring out, take out 
things that the Lord was highlighting to you. Now, this is what it looks like with the entire prophecy categorized. Each section has been highlighted according to its category. The next step is to select only the words that apply to the four categories. Identity words, promises, conditions or requirements, aka instructions, timing or seasons, and then the destiny word. To sort the word. Now, this is very important. We copy the highlighted words from those four categories and paste them into another document. As you can see, I've put the headings and I've taken it verbatim and I've posted them under each section. Now we begin to interpret what is God saying? So you're right. God is saying that, or God is saying, my child, I am a child of God. God is saying to me, am I not the God who has provided for you before? Will I not be able to provide for you again? And there is an example of all of them that have been personalized. What is God saying? Continuing with the interpretation, we now personalize the word as a prayer in thankfulness. So you write, Father, I thank you that I am your child. You have chosen me and I am sealed in you. I am robed with your love, kindness and goodness. Just look at the bottom, the one in red, which is the destiny words. Father, I thank you that you have created me to be apostolic, to do things new and break open new ground. You have anointed and appointed me. You have enabled, established and commissioned me. And the final part of categorization and interpretation is to personalize the word as a declaration. This is where you will find many I am statements. Let's look at timing and seasons. That's number three. He's a God of new things and I'm trusting him for something new. Look at number four, the instruction. I must and I will trust his hand upon me. Next week, we will look at our third C, which is custodianship, where we will explore how stewardship, ownership, and excellence plays a pivotal role in our journey. This is where we apply wisdom, answering the questions, when and how will this come to pass? What should we do and how do we align ourselves accordingly?